Everybody, how are we doing? Yeah. Awesome. Great. Hey, I'm so glad to see you all. It is so awesome to worship with all of you week after week. So good. Hey, be sure, please be sure to say hey to Corey and Ashley and talk to them. Um, they have, they are good people. They have awesome stuff, amazing stuff that God is doing through um, their organization. And places like Team Expansion, these are, these are places that, um, you know, if you have interest in that, like we, we want to do anything we can to help you like move into those places, whether it's prayer, encouragement, support, like whatever that be, we, we want to be with you in that. So please go talk to them, check out and see what's going on. They, they're just awesome, awesome people. Um, we've been working through this series since the beginning of the semester. Um, I'm going to attempt to go fast tonight, okay, because I want you guys to have time in groups, but I also want you to have time to talk to them at the end and not feel like it's midnight, okay? So if I start moving fast, that's what I'm trying to do. But we've been working through this series um, since the beginning of the semester, which feels like a long time ago to me. Uh, I don't know about you all, but we've been looking at these like trees and tree-related symbolism that we see in Scripture and how that like points to the, the story that God is telling and what he is doing is he's pointing towards Jesus as the Messiah who's coming um, to, to bring us back to God, um, to save us from our sins, to put sin and death to death. Um, and these things point towards that. And we, we've seen uh, the tree of life that bookends from Genesis to Revelation. We see this like this branching of these two, of this tree, this tree of life that points to the fact that like uh, this connection of, to God that we're meant to have and how he is the giver of life. Um, we've talked about the ladder that, that Jacob saw um, connecting heaven and earth and how we can look well, we look backwards, but how that was looking forward to like how Jesus came in the flesh and connected heaven and earth. Um, we talked about uh, the burning bush and the holiness of God that we saw, we see through that, and how there's this like awe and wonder that we're, we're called into that's like God-given and God-created uh, and, and um, the effect of entering into God's presence that we're like in wonder for him. Um, we've talked about all those things. Uh, a few weeks ago, I talked about um, the stump of hope that's talked in Job and how even though Job had lost hope that God still brought life back from that dead place. Um, and last week, Hannah spoke about the shade tree in Jonah and this call to an active, sacrificial compassion that we have as followers of Jesus that we're called into to be like, not just, oh, I feel bad about that, but this, this compassion that drives us to do something because of the love of Christ within us. Um, this week, we're, we're looking at another tree, and the next week's our, our final tree of this series. Um, and the one that we're looking at this week is, is this reference in the book of Isaiah um, that I really hope that you have some time to talk about and a good time to talk about in groups. So we're just going to jump right in. Isaiah 11. Isaiah 11. And if, you're, if you use your version, there are notes there as well. Um, <clears throat> Isaiah writes this. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse. Uh, a branch from his root shall bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the 
his mouth and of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist, and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The bear shall graze, the young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw. The nursing child shall play over the hole of a cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the water of the In that day, the root of Jesse, who shall stand as signal for the peoples, of him the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. Uh, let's pray as we go into this. Um, I thank you so much for this group. Um, thank you for their desire to know you, know you more and to experience you more. Um, and Lord, I just pray, as usual tonight, that you just speak, um, that you speak in our hearts, and that it's not as just a, oh, I got some more head knowledge for, from tonight or, or things like that, but Lord, that you just drive us into a greater love for you and a greater obedience to you, a greater understanding of, of like what you have for us in this world. Um, thank you, Jesus, that you um, you fulfilled us. Um, thank you that you're, you're the one that comes to save and came to save and that we can trust in you. So I just pray that you speak. You speak tonight. Holy Spirit, please move within this group tonight. And um, you know what we all need to be challenged in. Lord, and I just pray that we would, you'd allow us to have soft hearts, um, Lord, to, to hear what you are saying. Um, so please speak. Amen. Um, Matthew Sleeth, we've talked about a few times, this, this book that kind of we've sprung board off of for this series, um, Reforcing Faith. Um, he talks about this trail of trees in scripture that shows the truth of the gospel. Um, and another line that connects that story that God um, the story of God is it's pointed out in a statement from an old Bible teacher, William Evans, who said this, the atonement is the scarlet cord running through every page of the entire Bible. It is read with redemption truth. Every page. Um, redemption runs like a thread through the entirety of the Bible, and over and over the Lord reminds that he is going to send a rescuer, the rescuer that's going to affect redemption for the people. I mean, Isaiah here is prophesying at a point um, where things are looking really dire. Uh, the people of God have been split into two different kingdoms. Um, you can go back and look at your like Old Testament history. They've split into these two different kingdoms. Unity is shattered. Um, idols and false gods are abounding, um, as well as injustice and greed. And that has distracted the people who are supposed to be a blessing to the world. They're now chasing after these other things. War is coming, and exile, we know, is coming soon. Um, first for Israel, and then eventually for the kingdom of Judah. But Isaiah gives a reminder that something still better is coming. If we look back through the history of, of the text, we see you know, God makes all things good, very good. But then we see that's Marvin in Genesis 3. Our, our connection with God is broken. Human connection, human relationship is messed up because of sin. Even like our, our connection to the natural world is broken as he's like, you're going to have to toil 
in labor now. It's not just going to be given to you. All these things are shattered. But even in those moments, in, in Genesis 3, there's this point where God's kind of giving these, these kind of curses because of sin. Even in the midst of the curse, he says this. He says that there will be an offspring. There will be a seed. It's Zerah is the word that's used there. This, this offspring, the seed, that will be bruised by Satan, will be, but in turn will crush his head. Like even at that moment, we're being given this promise that someone is coming that's going to bring about rescue. We move further into scriptures and we see God promised Abraham in Genesis 12 and then his son Isaac in Genesis 26 and his son, his son Jacob in 28 that the peoples of the earth will be blessed through their offspring. God is giving this continual promise to like work through this line and that they're going to be his people and he's going to be their God and that the whole world is going to be blessed through them. Continue to see these promises. And we fast forward even farther. God gives King David, the son of Jesse, son of Jesse, we talked about that in Isaiah 11, Jesse, this promise in 2 Samuel 7, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Over and over, God is making clear that something bigger is coming. Can we turn this down just a little bit? Um, the redemption is coming. The, the scarlet cord of redemption is still moving forward through time, and in the midst of turmoil and doubt, Isaiah's in this place where it's like, Bad things are going on. There's war coming. This is tension, all these things. And God is still like, redemption is still coming. It's still there. I'm still making this happen. Verse 11 again. There shall come, a for, come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And then verse 10 in that day, the root of Jesse, who will stand as a signal to the peoples of him, the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. Much like I talked about with Job a few weeks ago, the people of God seem to be this dying stump. But God reminds them that there's still hope and redemption. A couple things we see in this. Isaiah is prophesying um, the peace or the shalom that this root and branch will bring. Last semester, we talked about shalom. I don't know if anybody remembers that. It's been a long time. Um, but he's prophesying that like shalom is what is going to be brought through all these things that, that he's speaking, that he's prophesying about this like root or branch that's coming. Um, you know, in short, the short of shalom here, I guess, is it's the way things should be. Shalom is the way things should be peace and provision and justice all wrapped up in that idea. And all of these things that Isaiah talks about are a redeeming of the original curse we see in Genesis 3. All these things that were broken, our relationship to God, our relationship with each other, our relationship with the world, this like branch and root is bringing them back. They're bringing all of these things that are said about justice being affected about like even these like animals that are opposed to each other and would normally kill each other laying down like he's bringing these things together in unity and restoration peace reigns under this root and branch the spirit is on him meaning god has come near 
He, he arbitrates justice between people. He tames nature itself to the point that kids are playing with snakes and lions. That's this call of like what's going on here in, in Isaiah 11. His resting place shall be glorious. Now, this side of the cross, we, we get like the hindsight. We get to be on this side of things. We know this route to be Jesus. You know, the, for them, it's like, what? Like, what is this, what is this thing? Who is this person? We, we get to see that. He's the offspring and seed of Eve and of Abraham and of David. He's the root and branch of Jesse. And Jesus offers the peace and redemption of God through his blood shed on the cross for us. Um, later in Isaiah, the people of God have been conquered, all of them. They've been sent off, they've been exiled, they've been scattered. But the prophet still points to hope. Isaiah 53 is possibly familiar. Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. His, his punishment brings us peace. In, in this Isaiah 11 <clears throat> text, we see this kind of culmination of the peace that the root is going to bring. And that's, that's this like melody line that, G, that God is singing through the scriptures, but all along this scarlet thread through the story, there, there's, another, there's another line that's being woven that the people of God are to mimic this and be a blessing themselves. Um, Israel was called to be a blessing to the world. And were placed in like this, this like crossroads of the earth to be a blessing as they waited for the ultimate blessing to appear. And if we're in Jesus, if, we're, we're, if we follow this root and branch of Jesse that Isaiah talks about, we, we have that call too. We have that call as well. We're called to be a blessing to the world because he is our peace. We go. We speak. We live lives of peace toward other people. Um, Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 5.17, looking back on like what Jesus has done. He says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new has come. All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us this message of reconciliation, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God has made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, because of this red cord of redemption that runs through Scripture, we have the ability to be reconciled to God because of what Jesus does as that culminates. And we get to be peddlers of reconciliation as well. But it takes a bit of intentionality. It takes a remembrance that God is the source of life and all that's good. It, it takes a life of God-inspired wonder and worship. 
It takes a reliance on Jesus as the one who has connected heaven and earth and made a way for us to be with God. It's, it's a remembrance that he is the one that brings dead things back to life. And it takes the humility to remember that we're intended to live lives of sacrificial compassion towards other people and grace and offering of mercy. The ministry of reconciliation is not about us, but it becomes about drawing others into the redemptive thread of God's story. So I, I want to, again, I want to give you all more time tonight. So I just want to wrap up here with a couple thoughts. Isaiah prophesied that Jesus would bring peace. And I hope that we can just dwell on the fact that like this plan was in effect for so long and over and over and over we see how God moves that forward to like redemption for his people, redemption for us. Like he just wants us, he just wants us to be with him and he made that way. If we can just dwell on that and remember that, Sin had broken our relationship with God, with others, and with nature itself, but God is unwilling for that to be the final word. He was unwilling for that. Jesus came near, died, and rose again because God loved us so much that the sacrifice was worth having us back. If the, and if that's something you're working through, uh, I'd love to walk through that or talk with, through that with you um, to just speak about like what does it look like to surrender to Jesus Maybe you've never been baptized into Christ and made that surrender. We, we would love to, to speak on those things and, and just walk through that with you. If you're a follower of Jesus, then remember that peace, the peace that Jesus offers, is not something that we just like hoard away. It's not, like, it's not just mine, you know, and I'm, I have it here. It's something we offer. We, we give freely. Freely we've received. Now we freely give. We're called to be ministers of reconciliation as we point to Jesus and this redemptive thread that he fulfills. Um, so your group leaders have some things to, to ask, like to, to talk through. Um, I just want to pray again, and then we can head to groups. If you don't have a group, please just grab a friend, jump in a group that looks maybe small, you know, those kind of things, all right? Um, Lord, we love you, and I just pray for you to speak during these groups. Um, Lord, please bring your wisdom into these conversations. Um, I pray for just your, your movement within them and that you bring things to mind as you will. Um, Lord, we love you. Thank you for these students. And I just pray that you would draw us near to you. Amen.